Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Town of Portland weekly podcast. This is episode number 16, and we are live here in the uh, Town Tech Educational Podcast Studio at Portland High School. And uh, with us in the studio is our first select woman, Ms. Susan Bransfield, and uh, uh, also first-time caller, uh, our superintendent of schools, Dr. Charles Britton. And also on the line is our... Uh, Fire Chief and Public Works Director, Mr. Bob Shea, and uh, welcome all. Thank you all for coming. Good to be here, Dave, and th <laughs> and welcome to Bob and Charles. Thanks. Hey, hello, everyone. Well, they all have got uh, oh, busy schedules. So, Susan, let's get going, and we'll go from there. And this is uh, the dog days of summer. It's the, uh, uh, I can't believe we're coming up on August 1st. And uh, so right. tell us what's on your agenda here. Okay. Um, the Board of Selectmen will be meeting on August 5, which is coming up. And we have on our agenda a few things that we talk about frequently. And I invite our listeners to tune in uh, by going to our website and you'll see the Zoom link right on the face page of, or the front page, I should say, of our website at portlandct.org. Some of the continuing topics that we have on our agenda are very important. One is racial equity, diversity, and inclusion. It's a topic that we are committed to visiting every time we meet. And we have some initiatives that we are working on. I'm working on them actually um, as time permits, it will be with the Board of Education, our police department, and youth services. There's some ideas that we have for the coming months to integrate and get some folks together and help us design a program that will create an atmosphere and an opportunity for conversation, discussion, and have it in a very safe way, a, a way that people feel comfortable and feel that they're making some progress on this very, very important topic. In addition, another important aspect is our infrastructure here in town. And I know that Bob updates us every week on what's going on. The selectmen will be talking ongoing on our water as well as sewer divisions. Um, in particular, and Dave, you help us with this to a great deal, mm -hmm. is we're starting to look at the possibility of alternative water sources within our town itself. Uh, we do have a, a contract that we've had for quite a few years with the Metropolitan District Commission. And as that wanes and gets into the last five or six years of its life, um, we're looking at how we will do the next generation of water service in our community. And one of the things that the selectmen really want to look at is having some Water sources, in addition to what we do have, we do have a well um, that supplies us with a, a lot of water, getting another such entity in our town. So that's on our agenda. We'll also be talking about uh, a budget report. And in light of the COVID-19 matters, um, certainly Charles Britton is familiar with that and the, the importance of knowing the facts. And the facts are that we are incurring different expenses. I'm not going to say that in general it goes over our bottom line budget, but it certainly is unexpected. We did not contemplate this when we put together our budget, but we are working together 
and trying to determine how the best way is to pay for these very necessary improvements to our buildings, as well as to the protection of our employees and our citizens in the town. We'll also be talking about some clean energy initiatives. I'm very excited about this. I mentioned at one of our previous podcasts that Bob Shea had arranged for us to get a very efficient LED lighting in our library. I know that he's continuing to do some other initiatives in other buildings. And we also, I'm working with Selectman Lou Payer and Andy Bauer, who's chairman of our Clean Energy Commission. We're looking at alternative clean energy opportunities, uh, whether it's a virtual net metering initiative or it's utilizing another program that's going to be coming up in the spring of 20. 21 again, um, and that has to do with the possibility of putting some clean energy solar panels out of our landfill. It's something we're very interested in looking at. Another um, item that we're working on with our, our uh, airline trail committee is a right of entry to the Portland Railroad Depot. As you know, Dave, there's the old railroad station. It's one of the few Mm -hmm. that are still on the airline trail, which used to be an active railroad, and now it's been abandoned for many decades. But this is an historic building. It's something that we would like to uh, explore having as a uh, moniker for the airline trail and remind people as they go by, this is a very important part of our town, and we'd like them to be able to visit it. So it's something we're going to be talking about with the selectmen. And the last thing I want to highlight is the fact that the selectmen are the re-entry committee, the reopening, if you will, of our town. Uh, we are going very conservatively as far as the opening up of buildings to the public at large. We are very committed to having services provided in all aspects of all of our departments, and we have done that since the start of this COVID-19 but we do so with appointments and we do so with uh, people calling us and also utilizing technology. So if anyone ever has questions, they can always call me at my office um, and also tune in to our meetings. Uh, we love to have input from you and there's the opportunity from the comfort of your home to watch and listen and comment. So uh, please try to attend our meetings. They're typically the first and third Wednesday of every month and we start at 7 30 p.m so that's my update great job great job yes the uh the zoom uh format has definitely uh changed the landscape of uh uh the public meetings as both you and charles yes. uh, have, have realized and i think it's been uh for the most part very good it's more engaging i think uh from a standpoint of attendees um i think it has a lot uh engaged our public a lot more uh, and we're, we're getting certainly, uh, I know both on the selectman side and the, and the board of education side, uh, we're, we're getting, you know, between anywhere between 40 and, and 90, uh, attendees at a meeting. So, uh, that's great stuff. So, uh, hopefully we can keep that going. And, uh, it, it's a, it's a vehicle, I think that, uh, has certainly changed the landscape since this, uh, uh, pandemic phenomena as we are dealing with it goes through. You know, for sure. Uh, so great. Thank you, Susan. Uh, without, I, I know, Philip, you have, uh, Philip, here I go. So sorry about that, Charles. <laughs> uh, Charles has been, uh, uh, again, doing a yeoman's job on, on dealing with all of the stuff that's coming out of the, uh, 
the Papal Palace up in Hartford on the State Board of Education and uh, uh, working on the reopening plans with the state and uh, with our reopening team here in the school district. So uh, you want to give us the, uh, the the update on what's happening, Charles? I know we had a fairly lengthy uh, Board of Ed meeting Tuesday night and a lot of engagement. So uh, give us the summary. Yeah, sure. So um, managing a lot of the, the changes, I, I think, is very much like determining New England weather, right? If you don't, if you don't like it, wait a minute. Um, I, I will say, you know, in deference to our, our state officials, they're, they're dealing with a, an incredible amount of information and feedback, and, and I really feel like they're listening. Um, you know, we have a, a, a new commissioner of education. Uh, the governor is listening. Um, you know, with that, you know, they're, they're trying to take feedback from the many different districts um, and, and make decisions that are, are promoting health and safety. So, you know, yes, uh, they have a, a very tough job, and I, I want to start by recognizing that. And um, you know, anything I say, I hope it isn't interpreted that I'm in any way, um, you know, casting any aspersions on, on what they're trying to accomplish. So we just published the full reopening plan. Um, if people visit the public schools website, there's a, a bright red link there, and, and you can access um, our plans as of today um, at the district level and at the building level. Up until Monday of this week, we were moving forward um, under the assumption that we would be looking at a full reopening in September for um, all students and then designing an alternative distance learning program for families that were not comfortable sending their kids back to school for in-person learning. Um, on Monday this week, uh, we got our first indication from the state that districts would have some flexibility, that if there, was no, there was not going to be a, a state-level um, um, expectation that everybody's back, but that districts could make a local decision about whether there's a full reopening, what's called a hybrid reopening, which would be a combination of half the students in on a given day and half the students home on a given day, or potentially a return to distance learning the way we ended the spring. Um, again, I'm not thinking that we should make any decisions about that based on a press conference. I would, would certainly be waiting for either executive orders, State Board of Education votes, or legislative action that would give us that flexibility, but it is interesting now that as we consider uh, the three models that we've put forward to the community, we might be in a position where, as a community, we could decide which model would, would serve our needs most effectively. Um, so that's, that's where we are as of today. The, the plan is out there. We're hosting uh, five Zoom town hall meetings. One is Thursday, July 30th with the Portland high school principal and, and, uh, and me. Um, and then uh, Monday the 3rd, we're having a Zoom town hall with Brownstone Intermediate School. Tuesday, the August 4th, is Gildersleeve. Wednesday, August 5th, is uh, Valley View. And then Thursday, August 6th, is Portland Middle School. So anybody who'd like to join those town hall meetings via Zoom, uh, go to the Portland Public Schools website, and you can click the link to access that Zoom town hall starting tonight at 6 o'clock. Great. Fantastic. I'm sure that uh, uh, I know things have been hectic up here as far as doing your uh, 
running around with your tape measure and <laughs> arranging classrooms and, and all of that. So uh, it, it certainly is. Now, as, as far as the, uh, I know uh, you have a, a phone call at noontime. There's a potential for, for funding on, on uh, Chromebooks or uh, laptops from the state. And I don't know if you want to uh, let us know what that's all about and go from there. Sure. So um, as Susan mentioned, uh, COVID is not, is not cheap. Um, there, there are some pretty significant expenses, um, everything from building desks to the possibility of having to hire additional substitute teachers and, and staffing that is going to be a premium on top of the budget that was approved in the spring. Now, the good news is that um, certainly our state and, and federal officials are aware of that. You know, those expenses wouldn't be u unique to Portland. All districts really in the nation would be facing those additional expenses um, as we have to purchase a lot of equipment and re um, redesign our classrooms and have the staff in place necessary to potentially fully reopen. So we are starting to get some indications that additional revenue streams would become available, um, both from private entities like potentially the Dalio Foundation, from state government, and then we're all very much keeping our fingers crossed that Washington, D.C., as part of the second round of, of CARES Act or um, coronavirus relief funding, makes uh, revenue available to the towns. So at noon today, I'm going to be on... A, a webinar where we learned about um, some potential funding sources that we would need uh, to um, pay for some technology if we go back to distance learning. And then I'm watching the news very carefully with fingers crossed and bated breath to see if um, additional funding becomes available from uh, the federal government. Sure. Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be the wild card as far as that goes, you know, depending on uh, uh, what, what types of funding, whether or uh, FEMA, because I think there's also some FEMA funding that's that's uh, going to be coming available, and, which is all part of it. Yeah, package. and it's something uh, Bob Shea and I are working on with Tom Robinson, our finance director, Dave. I, I do want to say, Charles, uh, congratulations on your new job, which started July 1 as our superintendent of schools. It's already a great pleasure to work with you. Um, you've been handed quite a job, as have all our superintendents and throughout the country, but you're handling it so well. And I wanna thank your Board of Education, our Board of Education. You know, Sharon Peters, our chairwoman's doing a fabulous job along with the other six members. They're spending hours and hours um, working on this along with our faculty, administration, and each of our teachers, paras, secretaries, custodians. Uh, you, you, you don't always get told what a great job you're doing. So I wanna make sure we say it here on this podcast right now. Uh, keep up the good work, and we're here to support you and make certain that all of our youngsters, faculty, and staff are going to be safe and um, secure in a great learning environment here in Portland Public Schools. Uh, that's nice you to say. Uh, that's, thank you. And, and, you know, certainly we extend the, the appreciation back to you. The town council and you have been enormously supportive in some very challenging times. Great. Well, it's a, it's a team effort, definitely, and going from there. And, you know, not only, you know, all of these unexpected offenses, but, you know, I think everything uh, in, in doing business in the, in the school and the town government, you know, uh, I, I know you've had to make a significant amount of, 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 of policy addendums, you know, just to, you know, accommodate a lot of the new, uh, 
you know, landscape that we're dealing with as far as that goes. So uh, something that we've never had to deal with prior to, to uh, uh, Corona. But I uh, appreciate that, Charles. Anyway, uh, Charles, thanks so much for coming on. Again, that's our superintendent of schools, Dr. Charles Britton. And uh, he is doing a yeoman's job here uh, at the uh, Portland School District with all his uh, administrative team and faculty. Um, then hopefully we'll be getting back, uh, getting the kids back to school and, and going from there in one way, shape, or form. So thank you, Charles. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Uh, now moving along, uh, moving on to our public works director uh, and fire chief, Mr. Bob Shea. I know, uh, Bob, you were busy last week, so I know we didn't get a chance to to uh, have you on the podcast, but thanks for making time out of your schedule and uh, uh, telling us what's happening both on the uh, public safety side and also the public work side. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Uh, hello to everyone. Um, yeah, it's a busy uh, time of year for all of our public works divisions. We are actively getting ready and making as many road improvements as we can uh, to prepare for our crack ceiling uh, which we're doing now and getting ready for our chip sealing program, which uh, we did publish in the paper. So we'll be doing some great improvements. Prior to that, we'll be doing uh, many more paving um, improvements to those particular roads to get them ready for our chip seal program, which has been and continues to be successful. We also have a project on High Street that we're waiting for some scheduling on. We hope that that portion of High Street will be repaired um, from Carlson Drive down to Bartlett Street with a mill and repave to get um, as much or to, to remove all of those uh, rumble effects that we've had over the years. It's time to make those safety improvements. Um, ahead of that, we've done many drainage improvements there, and we may, uh, we've changed all the catch basin tops to bring them to the proper level, which will be a much bigger improvement when we do get that area paved. So we're looking forward to the get that getting completed sometime in August, if not the very beginning of September. Uh, chip sealing will start and will be completed in August. We're not sure what what week, but we hope the first or second week as published, and we'll be busy doing that as well. Um, sewer, uh, big capital project's going to be starting um, hopefully in the next month or so. We're looking forward to getting that done and bringing some of our um, very critical components uh, in our sewer plant um, some of them back online um, that have uh, failed and others that need repair. We're looking forward to that big job. We'll be out doing our cleaning this fall, so there'll be notices going out for areas that will be cleaning our sewer lines, which is really important, checking for roots, handling those roots when needed, and also treating for roots in some of the other areas. Uh, the sewer department was very instrumental in making repairs to our come on over sign this year. Uh, we've updated all our lighting there to an LED, much more efficient lighting, which is uh, we were having a lot of problems with that old system. Uh, so we made some great improvements there, and they took that on as a project, you know, being close to their plant to be able to uh, make that retrofit for us. So that was a good improvement. We needed to do some landscaping work down on the bank to um, knock down some brush. We hope to get that done in the next week or so. On our water side, we're busy right now because everyone's home. Our percentages of usage are going up, which makes sense. Um, you know, people are using the facilities at their home rather than their jobs. So uh, their consumption is definitely going up. It's, it's, there's been talk about rates, and, you know, we need to, you also need to look at your consumption as well because that does play a factor. Your home, we forget how much 
we really use at home when we're there working versus what we may have been using in offices that we went to every day. So there's changes there we're monitoring. We have new software uh, coming on board, which is going to improve our ability um, to, you know, billing and in the office area. But we, in even more of an improvement is we have new reading devices that we're going to be using in the field. It was time to update those, make it a little easier um, and more efficient to get proper readings, and we'll be installing as soon as we can try to get into some homes and do some work, uh, which is a very uh, limited, it's, it takes 10 to 15 minutes to install an automatic transmitter, which just allows us to really do a drive-by. So that's one of my biggest focuses for water, to get some of our roots done so we're off our feet and we're able to drive and read more efficiently. And we're maintaining hydrants. Uh, we're painting more and more. We've probably done another 30, if not more, this year. And we want to continue in other areas. And while we're doing that, we're maintaining them by regasking them and checking them for operation. Transfer station is busy, as you can imagine. And uh, we just uh, want to make sure that everybody's wearing PPE. Please do so when you're dealing with our staff, especially going into pay. Please wear your mask and sanitize outside. Uh, brushes now going over the scale as a reminder. And you do have to use our bags um, when you use the facility. Your bags from your cans um, are not wanted in our chutes. So, you know, please make sure that you buy your bags and either put your bag in ours um, before those are used and make sure you have a valid permit. Uh, we're trying to control that facility to make it useful to everybody and affordable to everybody as well. Um, so, you know, and the building is, is incredibly busy every day as well, making um, and, and completing many, many projects that uh, um, we're working on. Uh, the, the Company 2 project is finally done that people have talked about. The roof is, is, is coming to an end. The library is coming to an end. The furniture has arrived this week. Um, the LED lighting project that we started that Susan spoke about will be most likely done early next week. Uh, so, you know, things are coming around, um, and uh, we have other projects that we're certainly looking forward to uh, um, getting done. But right now, this is our busy time for the roads. Um, you'll see our guys out there. Be careful. Um, show them some respect and drop your speed as much as you can when you're passing their work zones. We certainly don't want any, any issues. Absolutely. And uh, on the public safety side, Bob, I don't know if there's any updates uh, from that. I know there's uh, uh, the bridge construction is, is continuing, uh, and that's, uh, I think, going along fairly well. And uh, I don't know, I think I thought you uh, attended the, the weekly meeting on the bridge this week. Yeah, I, I try to uh, attend um, every project meeting that Mohawk has with the state. I've been doing that to kind of look at their progression. They are on schedule. Um, they're not saying they're ahead or behind, but they are. Uh, some of the equipment that they planned on, you know, um, installing, which is signaling and, and lights and things down on the uh, uh, Main Street area of Middletown was a little delayed, but it looks like they're catching up with that. They're doing bump outs down there. There'll be a lot of activity on that side of the bridge for the duration of the project, but they're trying to get Hartford Avenue, St. John Square, and a lot of the area between Washington and the bridge completed as soon as they can as, as places start to open and people start to come out um, a little more. Uh, the bridge on the Portland side, uh, most of the pour is done. I think they have one span. They might have done that last night. 
Um, they are doing night work. The night work is really specific to pouring concrete, which they take a lane. So people should be aware that almost every night uh, there will be alternate traffic sometime after 7 p.m. So they should try to plan accordingly for that if they don't like to be delayed. Uh, if there's any work issues and getting to and fro, you might want to uh, either beat that um, or certainly plan ahead for that. But there will be alternate traffic, meaning one lane will be open in both directions, alternating um, usually after 7, 8 p.m. until about 4 a.m. So the people should be aware of that. They're doing an awful lot of work at night to try to avoid uh, delays during the day because they've seen and been measuring traffic and noticed that it has picked up. So they changed to a lot of that to be done at night. Other than that, we've had a very good bridge project related to safety. We have had no issues. We've worked through uh, you know, some of the earlier issues we had with transport and getting vehicles to and fro, and it's been very smooth. Um, I do know that you know, they are struggling with police coverage at times, but they're working through that as well, and they have the option to use flaggers if needed, but that seems to be going good also as far as the bridge. So people just need to slow down. I do know um, that traffic is picking up, and uh, the contractors on the bridge have stated that you know they 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 certainly hope that people will slow down, but they have seen an increase in traffic and somewhat of an increase in speed, and I think that comes with people becoming more familiar with the bridge detour and being comfortable, and they should not be because it takes a split second because there's no room to go anywhere. And the last person that you want to see is us in our fire truck, so that means it's not been a good good thing. So just be careful and slow down going over the bridge. Um, I want I wanted to say something, Dave, um, and I wanted to send a big thank you to you, Bob, and the Public Works Department. On July 29th, there was a, a really heartwarming event that happened only with the careful planning and, and work of our Public Works Department, and that was a USDA farm to food families uh, program. And Christy Carpino, our state representative, Kevin Wilhelm from the Middlesex United Way, and our public works crew for Portland disseminated 270 boxes of fresh farm food to families here in Portland. And we worked closely with Ruth Mayo and her team of food bank volunteers who were so well organized when we came back here to Portland, uh, we picked up the food in Cromwell, and our crew brought it to the senior center. Um, and from there, many of our churches came and picked up the boxes and brought them out to their families. And then another truck brought food to Quarry Heights, and um, members and residents of our housing authority were able to appreciate and get. There was apples, potatoes, uh, fresh onions, celery, yeah. Cabbage, Squash. yes, yeah, and uh, I brought a box back to Town Hall to show off and, and, and say thank you again to Public Works as well as uh, to our state representative and Middlesex United Way. It's one of those things, Dave, you know, that, that you forget to say thank you, um, and, and certainly um, it's heartwarming to see how people in a community get together and get something done. And it was done for a good cause. Absolutely. You know, and, and people don't realize, you know, there, there are still a lot of people out there struggling. And, yes. uh, you know, and that's what's great about this community is that, uh, you know, we reach out and we don't forget about people. And that's what makes Portland such yeah. a great place. And, uh, 
Yeah, you have a great group of employees in this town, Susan, and yes. should be proud of that. And they they really never hesitate when they're asked to do whatever it may be, and especially, you know, helping the public. And, you know, our public works drive for, for Ruth uh, last month with the Lions Club just shows how the public is there to support us as well. That was an overwhelming support to help Ruth and her cause, to help our citizens here in town, and the donations that were received down at Adams um, and the work that Adams um, does to to let us do that that public works week to help our um, our citizens here um, is overwhelming and their donations from the public was as well this year it was almost twice of what we had last year so it's just a great thing yeah absolutely absolutely so uh, fantastic um, you know unfortunately uh, Russ Melmet our our uh, Chatham Health uh, Director uh, is uh, taking a well-deserved vacation and is, uh, uh, you know, I think he went, he said he's going up to, up to Maine, I think, but uh, to go from there. But hopefully he'll he'll be back next week. And I don't know, Susan, if he, he shared any information before he left or... Uh, Just that the transmission rate is, um, thank God, it's very low at this point. And uh, we intend to keep it that way uh, under the leadership of, of uh, Russ Melmet, our Director of Public Health, as well as our governor, I think we're doing a good job, but we don't take it for granted. And I, and I know that none of us do. We continue to wear our mask, maintain social distance, and keep everything as clean as possible. Great. Fantastic. All right. Um, Dr. Britton, if you're still there, thank you so much again for taking time. Thank you. Uh, and, and so forth, and uh, we'll hopefully uh, uh, hear more of uh, you know, what you and Kate have to say on, on the, the school podcast. And uh, remember, all of our podcasts are on the Town of Portland website, uh, and wherever you consume your media or where all of your podcasts are, um, they are out there. Uh, and uh, whether it's Stitcher, iHeart, YouTube, or uh, any of they they are all there. Uh, we also, again, post-produce all of our podcasts so they can be uh, heard and seen on the uh, public access channel over at Comcast in uh, Channel 15. Uh, and those will probably be up. Uh, they, they, they air those on uh, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. and at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. So, uh, again, that would be great. Um, we also have coming up on a podcast, in fact, uh, we're going to be recording uh, 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 one of our local celebrities, Mr. Wayne Carini from uh, Chasing uh, Classic Cars. If you watch the Discovery Channel and uh, the uh, Motor Trend Channel, uh, is is going to be coming up, and we're going to be recording a podcast with him, and we'll get that uh, up there. And uh, Wayne is uh, taking time out of his schedule to uh, to come up and uh, do a podcast with us, so uh, to go from there. So, uh, so this is our channel's uh, our episode number sixteen. Uh, Susan, thanks for all you do. Uh, Charles, thanks for all you do, and Bob as well. Uh, you guys do a great job and uh, taking time to participate and get all this valuable information out to our our listeners. So, uh, thanks so much. So, until we meet next week uh, on Thursdays, uh, stay home, stay safe. And wash your hands. I'm your host, Dave Kosminski. Thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Dave Kosminski. Please tune in every week for new and relevant conversations about the town of Portland. You can find us at portlandct.org or at YouTube forward slash town of Portland. And now, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please consider subscribing and sharing with friends. This podcast was produced by the Town Tech Educational Partnership Program, which is a partnership between Portland High School and and the Portland Town Hall. 
If you're looking to start a podcast for your business or organization, check out towntech.org forward slash podcast to learn more.